men have situations going on too. They're human. They have human experiences. They have emotions and everything else. And they need to know that they have a safe space, not only in a manhood, also in women as well. Being able to, but for women to heal themselves first and to really see where the things that they may have been taught or seen, maybe not the right way to go so that they could also help in the healing process of men. Because we should love our men and assist our men, help our men, guide our men, support our men, and realize that they are also having a human experience. So that was Denise D'Amijo, the host of the Halo's Realm podcast. I was having a conversation with her and another guest that we are going to hear from later about why some men can't share their feelings. And she beautifully articulated the whole concept of my podcast and what I'm basically preaching here. And if you're wondering, no, I didn't pay her to say that. Anyway, today's episode will center around healing and the steps we can take to heal. Without further ado, my name is Valentin Moyo and welcome to Men Are Human Too. Today's episode is an interesting one and I'm really excited for it because I have other people on the show as you had at the beginning. And it's only two people, but I so like the fact that they agreed for me to use their vocals on my little podcast here. And these are people, you know, with other st- with their own things going on. So I'm really excited for this. Where did I find them? I found them on Wisdom, but Wisdom does not sponsor this. And I'm not looking for some sort of partnership and I'm not trying to sell you anything. But go and check out the app. It's called Wisdom. One more thing I'd like to add about the guests is that these are people with brands. You know, these are people with reputation and the fact that they even allowed me to use this and also tag them on social media. It really means a lot to me because it means that they trust me. They believe that I will use their voices in a respectful way, in a way that is not counterproductive to their brands and values of who they are as people and this to me is just validation that this very short journey that i've started i'm on the right path and i'm meeting people who are very like-minded and people who are just so open and and vulnerable and it's just so beautiful i'm very very grateful for this opportunity so thank you if you're listening guests And thank you so much to the people who are listening because you guys encourage me to keep going on this path that I have chosen to tread on. So thank you and I love you very much. Now, the first person to go up is Randy Brown, who is a life coach and many things, but I will let him give us a nice summary of his life. I hope you enjoy it.
I was a college, major college basketball coach for 20 years, but I made some poor decisions and ended up having to do two years in prison, federal prison. Prior to that, my wife and I lost two four-year-old children, two daughters in uh, 92 and uh, 98, and uh, followed by a lot of depression and a lot of tough a lot of tough years. I continued to work at a high level, but I was living a, I was living a secret life. I, I, so I can, when I speak about these things, I've done them and I, I alcohol pornography and working too much is what I use to shield myself from the pain of my life. And those decisions ended up costing me my entire career. Unfortunately, not much more, but I speak about what I've been through and I don't hold anything back. I did mention that it was going to be a summary because I know you have a very short attention span. So the milestones in Randy's life are quite astounding because you realize that this man has been through a lot. However, at the end there, he did say that he doesn't hold back. And that's not because he wants you to feel sorry for him. That's why he's so open. I think it's mainly because... He wants to inspire people to show them that if he's picked himself up from such a dark place, anyone can do it. And you know, what's so interesting right now is he is also a coach, a life coach, right? From a basketball coach to a life coach. I think that's very interesting. But I feel that the fact that he has been able to bring himself back and then now he's showing people the way, people who are not in a position that is in or people who are in a position that he used to be in you know he mentioned pornography alcohol and working these are things that especially alcohol and work you know these things are not illegal and people just tap into them you know how many people do you know who drink so much past the point of being fun you can just see that this person is clearly running from something and those are the people who haven't addressed who haven't addressed their scars and wounds. Because if you don't if there's no self awareness in what you're doing, you you're just gonna self destruct. You're just gonna make a series of bad decisions that are just gonna ruin your life. And if you don't pick yourself up at some point in that journey, you are headed for a tragic ending. But first and foremost, what you need is that self awareness that you're spiraling out of control, that something is off here or your life is just not where it needs to be and you know that you can achieve more if you stop doing some things. For example, I stopped drinking alcohol around this time last year, August 2021. Yeah, I had a few drinks in between, four or five drinks and that's not a random number. I, I know that number because I know that I had mulled wine and if you know mulled wine you know that it's an incredible festive drink it's German it's hot wine with sometimes rum very citrusy it's beautiful you know it's almost like it's a blanket that you walk around in during winter and I also had some drinks when I went on a date with some ladies but that's a different story for another time I haven't had an, uh, a drop of alcohol since the beginning of the year and I am really proud of that and that's not because I was an alcoholic, it's because 
I just feel there are certain things that are not beneficial for my health. For example, the hangover the next day was just absolutely brutal. And it was getting worse as the years went by. And I'm sure you can attest to this. If you're my age or if you're older, you know that hangovers just take longer to go. And also, it was the fact that you lose control. I hate losing control. I'm not a control freak, but I just loathe the idea of waking up the next morning thinking, why did I say that or why did I do that? Like, I, would, I normally wouldn't do that. But because you were drunk and it was probably a good idea to do something so stupid. Back to Randy. I feel with what he did with his life is so inspirational because going through so much adversity like he did and losing children, that is something that breaks most people. And it did break him, but he didn't stay broken. You know, he, he picked himself up and he, he sorted things out and he kept moving forward. And now he's helping other men and women. But what you need to understand from that is, as a man, it's okay to say what you feel. It's okay to say, for example, if you've had a loss or if you had a breakup, it's okay to, to say you're sad. It's all right. It's a normal feeling that everyone feels is human. What is not okay is for you to say, I have more options now, I can go get more other girls or I can go out with the boys more now or something, you know, just those very dismissive comments that you tell yourself and lie to yourself when you know that deep down, you're really sad about it. And that's why we have so many people who are so wounded and damaged, for lack of a better word, and they hurt other people. And it's just a continual cycle because people are not healing. People are just moving from relationship to relationship without healing. But in terms of healing, you first need to realize that there's something to be healed. Because if you don't admit first that, okay, there's a problem here, nothing's going to change. So one of the main techniques that Randy spoke about, he used the concept of a balloon, saying that, Basically, it's almost like holding things in. So the more you hold things in and not say, the more the balloon gets bigger. And if the balloon is getting bigger, that's going to be a problem, right? So yeah, this balloon concept from Randy, and he has many concepts, but this one stood out to me was because it's just so easy to understand. Because if you keep holding things in, the balloon is going to pop. And that can be counterproductive. It's okay to hold on to things as long as you're holding on to them, processing them, and letting them go. That is a perfect segue into my next takeaway from Randy, where he talks about the benefits of deflating that balloon. Okay, his decision to hold on to it it is is not any that, that that's really no big deal as as long as he doesn't hold on to it too long now he's already exercised the muscle once right so he mm. know so he knows how to do that the key is now will he have the courage and the wisdom to reach out and exercise it again if he mm. does 
air comes out of that pressurized balloon. Now the balloon isn't nearly as big as it used to be, but it's still got it's still got a lot in it. We all have stuff in our life. We all have stuff, and it, it manifests daily. So it's it's a matter of that pressure, you know, maybe coming out and and, and building up. But if he decides to to exercise that muscle again, look what he's done. He has created a habit of being shameful about something, deciding to hold it, and then letting it go. Mm. Oh my! And he's going to feel that same freedom again. Now let's go to a year later and he, and something happens this time he decides for the first time in his life, he's not going to hold it. It's not going to go up into the balloon and pressurize what's already in there. At, as soon as it happens, he's going to fess up. He could fess up to his wife. He could go back to his, his share first guy, like the scenario I, I, I explained the, I was the share first guy. He could, he could call me and say, Hey, I just, do you, do you have, do you have a few minutes? I just want to visit with you about something. You really taught me something that day. And before I make this part of uh, my, my pressurized balloon again, I'm, I just want to tell you something that happened today and I want to get it out right now. So so let's talk about what happened. Number one, he had no clue how to do this and he learned how to get rid uh, by being emotional and by being vulnerable and transparent. Number two, the second time it happened, he held it, but then he knew he could exercise that muscle and he did. And he released it after a period of time. And the third time he never even let that air in the balloon. Now that is a beautiful process. And that, that shows a lot of learning, a lot of maturity and a lot of wisdom, I believe. And now that's the kind of person that can then be a, he can be a servant to other people and he can be the, he can be the, the, the speak first or the, or the share first guy. And do you see how this can then explode exponentially? And what would that do to our world if we did that? I just think it's fascinating. I also wonder the same thing. Imagine what our world can look like if it was normal for men to just speak about feelings openly and show more emotions. I think it would be such a beautiful thing. So Randy just really sums up my aim for this podcast, really. And I love that. I love that so much <laughs> because he's basically saying what I'm trying to do with this podcast. And I think that's, that's amazing. So Randy mentioned share first. This is something I think I touched on on my previous episode, which is that sharing first is opening up first. You setting the tone. You're opening up the stage for vulnerability and you're essentially just being the one who lays your cards on the table. Because when you do that, that encourages someone to open up to you. So I hope that you made that connection while you were listening. And look, I, I know this is starting to sound a little bit repetitive, but repetition is the father of learning and I'm going to repeat this until I see that there's been progress or that a community that I'm part of, there's no need to mention it because I just feel like men need to hear that constantly until they get it. So now it's time for my second guest, Denise, the one you heard speaking at the beginning of the podcast. And 
I'm also going to let her introduce herself and give us a synopsis of her life. And then we'll just mull over some points that I really enjoyed when I spoke to her. Enjoy. I grew up in foster care and the first time that I was entered into foster care was around eight months old. In between eight months old and up until I emancipated at 18, I had been to 10 different foster homes. I had two children as a uh, teenage mom. I was, uh, and excuse me for saying this, but I was raped at the age of 11 and 21 and dropped out at the 10th grade. But now, because of the healing work that I've done, when I realized that something wasn't right, something, you know, I need to change, and I wanted to change. The two children that I did um, have at a a teenage uh, years, they're amazing and successful individuals with sound minds, making sound decisions for not only themselves, but their future families. I've traveled to 11 different countries. I've, I've traveled to several over 20 some states in the United States. I have a successful podcast called the Healers Realm Podcast, where it does focus on different ways of healing and different impacts that so many uh, leaders are making in the community. Brilliant stuff, isn't it? It's just mind-blowing. You you just can't make stuff like that up. It's so amazing. And my favorite thing about her is that she mentioned parenting and her approach to parenting was just, it's so, because I'm a teacher right now and I see sometimes how parents project and obviously I've had parents. So I'm well aware that sometimes there can be a certain projections on children from parents that you need to live this life because, you know, I maybe I sacrificed a lot for you and now you need to do this. And I see it a lot here in China, you know, parents put so much pressure on their children, which is a good thing, but sometimes it really breaks people. And what Denise mentioned there was that she basically takes an individual approach to them, even twins, for God's sake, you know, twins she treats them like as you know and she lets them flourish and that's so beautiful and i think that's a key takeaway point for us men as well that we should let our children be who they are and just be a role model don't project your life on your child right and now she also mentioned traveling as well and i don't think she was bragging when she said she's been to 11 countries no i mean i can attest to that i'm in china right now and this is not a brag. And I also, I always mention it as well. I, I'm doing that to broaden my my perspective because you see just how small you are when you travel. You see just how much you don't know. The world is such a big place filled with so many things to see, so many cultures to absorb and just, and you never know what that's going to do to you as a person, the different ways you're going to grow. And I, to the young men out there, Listen, mate, get your passport, travel, go live there. And I think living there while you're still young and you don't have any commitments to a family that you've created, it's really beneficiary because you're going to grow and you're going to get yourself ready for when you meet that one person who you want to share your life with. And this is going to do that through meeting different people and putting yourselves in situations that 
you wouldn't have got in in your small town or small city. And believe me, no matter how big you think your city is, it's small. The world is massive. And when you travel, you see that, especially when there's a language barrier and there's so many things to figure out. It's an adventure. So all the young men out there, just go on adventures. Do it. Especially if you've graduated from university, just like I did, and you have a degree. Go and teach somewhere for, for, for a year or two and do that and just see how much you'd want to do it more and how much it opens up your mind and it, it makes you want to become more of yourself. And the more experiences you accumulate and stories you have and you are going to be inclined to tell stories and your story is not just going to start from when you started traveling. You're going to want to tell your story, your origin story. And uh, speaking of stories, here's what Denise had to say about telling your story. People are afraid to speak about the things that they've gone through. Me personally, I've been doing it for quite a bit of time, sharing my story, experiences and everything else, and also starting getting ready to start a project with foster care to help and, and help them through the things. Because let's be clear. <laughs> When we become parents, we don't all know what the heck to do. I have five kids, even down to my last, my last two children were twins, even down to my last two children. It's a different experience because there are different individuals coming into this life to have different experiences. And so I can't necessarily train up these children or this child exactly the same way as I trained up the others because they came here for different purposes. With the foster care project that I'm getting into and everything else, my partner, he also was in foster care and we're going to be discussing these hard topics and having uh, different guests that are associated with the foster care system to help to bring awareness and to bring strategy and healing. I just really feel like if we get to the point of really being aware of when these events occur, what it's supposed to tell us, what we're supposed to learn from it, it will make life a lot easier. And that's how I'm able to share my story because I know that I'm here for exactly this reason. I know what my purpose is. I know what my assignment is. And so the scars, like for instance, some people may see things as scars. Oh, this person is damaged. This person is this. But that's not true. Every single scar that I have, and I that was a short version of my story because I have a lot more, <laughs> but every single situation in my story, the scars, the wounds, everything else has helped me to help others. I didn't see it as a disability or a, a tragedy. I saw it as a strength. I saw it as, oh, wow, this is a tool that I could utilize to fulfill my purpose in this life. Sharing your story is so important. But what's even more important is how you look at your story. How you visualize those scars that life has given to you. Are you looking at yourself and feeling like a victim, powerless? Or are you looking at yourself as life is preparing me for something greater? And looking at those scars in a sense that gives you pride and gas. Because no one's going to gas you up like you, baby. Trust me, people can gas you up. Like your friends can gas you up and tell you all this. But if you don't gas yourself up, all those comments from everyone else are just going to bounce back 
ricochet. But if you gas yourself up, if you tell yourself, I can do this, I am it, I am that guy, I am that girl, trust me, you will be unbreakable. David Goggins talks about this concept as reaching into the cookie jar. Because if you have that cookie jar of those terrible things that you thought, oh my God, this is never going to end. Reaching back into it in moments of more adversity or when you lack motivation or when you want to reach your goals. You realize that if you can get through that, surely you can achieve this. And that could be anything that you set yourself on. And I think that's so important. And you have to be also tactical with telling your story. Tell it in a way that's going to help other people and bring other people up and uplift other people and uplift you as well. Because when you help others, you're also going to gain self-confidence. You are also going to feel more like yourself. And Oprah says, in life, our purpose is to be the highest expression of ourselves. And I believe that. And I think if you're the highest expression of yourself, nothing phases you. Even losses, you just look at them and think, oh, what can I learn from this? And you do. And you bounce back harder than anyone ever imagined. Everyone who calls you a loser is going to look at you and be like, wow, I was so wrong. How can I be so blind that I couldn't see this in that person? But it's not even about other people. It's about you. You want to feel like a winner to you doesn't matter what anyone else thinks if you feel like a winner to you if you feel like someone powerful and someone who can achieve things that is the most important thing but first you need to heal yourself so you can believe in yourself so lastly i thought it's only right that i end the episode with parting wisdom from my guests i just want to say the content that inspired me to do this episode made me realize something you know speaking to to my guests and, and and so many people as well i realized something i realized that i can fit in just by being myself and this is one of the things i want to encourage anyone to do you know, i want to i want for someone to see my podcast and go oh if that guy that guy if he can have a podcast why can't i have a podcast or why can't i execute on my dreams so I want to be able to inspire other people to get on with whatever they wish to get on with. And one of the ways of doing that is you start by yourself. You start by fixing yourself because you were never going to have anything tangible or anything that's long lasting if you haven't fixed your traumas and your shortcomings. And you have to be really honest with yourself about that and just make sure that you, you work on that as much as you can so thank you so much for listening i hope you heal whatever traumas that you have encountered because we need more men to heal so we can change the world thank you for listening my name is valentin moyo now let's hear from our guests Healing is not an event. It's a it's an actual lifestyle. We all go through trauma. We all go through pain. And we have come here to have experiences and learn from those experiences. The only way that we could do that is experience it, whether being 
a good experience or a not so good experience and then learn from those. Once we learn from those, we could take that if if that's desired um, to take that and, and help our families, help our communities, help others in the process know that despite of whatever challenges they've gone through, scars, wounds, all of that, they can heal and they can't they there are safe spaces for them to go to in order to do so listen there's strength in vulnerability and i know i know that they contrast each other but it's it's a true statement believe i'm probably not on this planet if at some point i didn't realize that